Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. This is Cork Today Today with Patricia Messenger on C103. Cork's greatest hits, C103. And a very happy Christmas Eve to you as we welcome you along to the programme. And as always on Christmas Eve, we try to squeeze in as many Christmas songs as we can between now and one o'clock. We do have a little bit of talk, but not a lot of talk going on. We will, of course, speak with the lovely Alice Taylor. That's kind of a a Christmas Eve highlight uh, for us all. And later on in the programme, we have invited a local chef to join us on the programme who will be giving us tips on how to serve the perfect Christmas Day dinner. If you have a question with regard to the food you are serving tomorrow, then get it in in plenty of time, please. Bernie's taking the calls at 1850 You can text our WhatsApp in any cookery questions you have to 0862 103 And actually talking of the texts and the WhatsApps and phone calls in to Bernie throughout the morning, we'll play requests. I would love to hear if you've got family members that are home with you for Christmas, perhaps family members that didn't make it home last year because of COVID. And I know people have gone to such great lengths this year uh, to get home. And there's wonderful photographs in all of the papers today from the airports of people, you know, and people talking about the countless hurdles they had to jump before finally landing back in Ireland for Christmas. There was all of the COVID restrictions. They had their vaccination certs and peace. CAR tests and last minute antigen tests but everybody was going to great lengths they didn't care they just wanted to get home for Christmas and there's just gorgeous scenes of grandparents meeting grandchildren for the first time so if you have loved ones home this Christmas and uh, you want to say hi to them and uh, play requests feel free or just want to send Christmas greetings to your loved ones get those into us throughout the morning 1850 and somebody sent in a lovely text saying good morning Patricia I'm sitting here looking out of my window to a beautiful sunny sky glistening on the sea. Long may it continue from a listener in Ahabeg in South West Cork and you paint such a gorgeous picture and what I wouldn't give to be sitting looking out over the sea. There is something 
just so wonderful and calming and those of you listening to us that live by the sea and you know you are truly blessed and I know I know that you do so enjoy it and the, the good news is from a weather forecast point of view it's meant to stay bright for much of the afternoon anyway we had a miserable wet all morning but that rain seems to be uh, pushing up north and we should be dry for the rest of the afternoon if you do need to get out and uh, about and Anthony Pickford in Limerick who is a great listener to the programme was on uh, to he just wants to wish us all a very happy Christmas many happy returns Anthony and we hope you have a wonderful Christmas as well and Eileen was on earlier to ask us to please wish all of the customers who gave support for the care of the aged charity shop on Main Street in uh, Bantry also to wish all of the volunteers in the shop a very happy Christmas and a really good 2022 good health to all and I think that good health to all Eileen is probably more important uh, and the big priority this year more than ever. If you've got requests, you want to say hi to loved ones, feel free to contact us. Bernie's taking the calls at 1850 333103 or you can text or WhatsApp to 0862103103. C103. Happy Christmas to all in Thomond House Homeless uh, Centre. Uh, Anthony will be working there on Christmas uh, Day and indeed let's remember all those who will be working with the uh, homeless and the penny dinners who will be providing Christmas dinners to so many people. Let's think of all of those volunteers. So many people give up their Christmas to a volunteer and uh, we certainly want to acknowledge them all uh, today on the programme. And if you've got smallies in the house, I just discovered something. I went on to Google. I wanted to just, just do a quick Google search on something while one of the songs were on. And on the when you open up your Google today, it'll see underneath the search bar, it'll see Santa's on his way, follow his journey around the world. And if you click on that link, they have a tracker, they have a Santa tracker. Uh, for example, I can tell you he is in, uh, he's off Papua New Guinea and he's around all the little islands off Papua New Guinea and he's expected to arrive in, I think it's, I can't Curb Kerbati, I think it's called. He's going to be there in one second. And it shows the amount of gifts that he's delivered. And then you see him just in a little animated version of the Santa Tracker. And he's putting presents down. Uh, down the chimney and what you can do is because obviously it is Christmas Day midnight has arrived in the other side of the world so you can track Santa Claus throughout the day throughout the afternoon up to the evening time as he gets closer as he comes in and gets closer over Europe and as he starts to arrive in uh, Ireland uh, and it's wonderful and I think it would be great for children also it's quite educational because you can find out there's a there's a little section on local guides as to because you know it's places that certainly I've never heard of all those little islands off Papua New Guinea I would never have heard of them uh, before so I mean it's, it can, can be kind of educational as well but I think it'll be a fun thing for children today as I say it's just on the Google search engine and Mavis and John were on this is gorgeous to say John and me would like to thank all of the Farr family for surprising us on Wednesday evening we haven't had any visitors since the beginning of the pandemic they arrived to our front door with lights and all wearing Christmas hats and they started to sing Christmas carols it really made our Christmas thank you for thinking of us and that is from Mavis and John Ah, oh, that's just the sweetest 
kindest thing to do. So well done to the Farr family. I don't know where the Farr family are from, but you certainly have made Mavis's and John's Christmas and such a kind, kind thing to do. Well done to you. 1850 If you want to share Christmas greetings with us today, feel free. You can text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103. C103. Well, we certainly can't have a Christmas Eve programme without having a chat with a lady who loves Christmas as much as I do. Joining me from her home in Inishan and much loved writer Alice Taylor. Good morning to you, Alice. Good morning, Patricia. And happy Christmas to you. And same to you. Are you all set for Christmas or do you still have things to do? Do you still have Christmas Eve stuff that needs to be done? No, I, I, I'm, I like to have Christmas Eve free. So I do all what I call the donkey work the day before. Because I like to be, I don't know, there's something, I, something, there's something kind of magical and spiritual about Christmas Eve. And I kind of feel that I don't want to be so busy that I'd miss it. <laughs> can you follow that? I can, I can. You're a wise, wise woman. Uh, where will you spend Christmas this year? Oh, here. Will you? Oh, if you? I never spend Christmas anywhere, only at home. The only time I ever spend Christmas away from home was when I went to... Um, my my sister was very ill in Toronto. It was her last Christmas. So I went over and I was in Heathrow Christmas Eve and I thought, this is the last place I would ever wish to be on Christmas Eve. <laughs> so to me, like, Christmas is about... Um, well, Christmas Eve especially. You know, Patricia, the funny thing, long ago at home on the farm, all the decorating was done on Christmas Eve. You see, see younger people today will find that very strange. Won't they? You know, the the holly and the, which of course you see there was no decorations like we know them today. It was all holly and ivy and that was brought in all right. We went to the wood a couple of weeks before Christmas and that was stored in what we used to call the turf house. And um, so it was there and we were kind of, the, the decorating of the house was fierce excitement because, um, you know, that that was that was kind of part of Christmas, you know, the the, the getting ready. And I can always remember uh, the kitchen would be full of ivy and holly, and my mother would be stuffing the goose in the corner of the kitchen. And there was five girls in our family, and she left us loose, and I mean loose. <laughs> so uh, the only thing she was very specific about was the candle. Yeah, the turnip. That was my father's job to get the big turnip for the candle, and then. She had to have red berry holly for the for the candle. So you 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 kept some back because yes. it, it, it oh, almost yeah. it almost sounds in your house if you didn't move you'd have been decorated in holly on oh, Christmas you would, Eve you would, if you, you stood long enough in a corner. Yeah, that's that's that was all about holly and ivy, and we did have a Christmas tree not at the very beginning, but but the Christmas tree actually, uh, Patricia was a branch, okay. a branch inside in the turnips up on a, uh, a table in the kitchen. There was no decorations as such, so we decorated them with Christmas cards. And, you know, that that time, the American Christmas cards were a big thing. You know, they had colour and they had scenties and things that, that we wouldn't have had in Ireland at the time. So the American post was huge. 
And and the the reason you, your dad would would have been against cutting down a tree. To oh bring, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he planted trees all his life, and he always said that it, it took a tree twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years to grow, or maybe a couple of hundred, and a fool could cut it in five minutes. <laughs> God, how how right how right the the, the man was. Yeah. And Christmas traditions that you remember from your childhood. What which of them do you still do? Oh, I still do the candle. Okay. The candle to me would be very symbolic because um, I think light is hugely important for us, um, Patricia. And um, I would gather whatever whatever few of my crowd would be around for the light of the candle. And you know, when they're teenagers, they might be a bit, uh, you know, they might be a bit supercilious about it. But I think that's the way traditions are handed on. And it's everybody gathering around the, and the candle is lit. Do you say a prayer? Oh, yeah. We, sing, yeah. My, my mother always shook holy water on us. Okay. And then we would try to sing. sing. Now we try to sing Silent Night. Now we would have a few crows. <laughs> and I'm not a great singer, but we had this friend and she was a beautiful singer and um, she always uh, spent uh, Christmas Eve with us and she, she started the tradition of uh, singing Silent Night and, and so we kept it on. I think this is the way kind of tradition starts in a way like Patricia. Um, somebody does it and then you, you kind of like it and you stay with it. Mm-hmm. Hey, actually, Ken on The Breakfast Show was saying today that he uh, it's a couple that he knows and when they put away the Christmas decorations every year yeah. they write him uh, they write wishes to each other and they're sealed put away with the Christmas decorations then the following December when the Christmas decorations come out they read to each other what they wrote the previous year Isn't that and I just thought what a gorgeous and it's just a tradition they started themselves and I just thought what a lovely and you'd, you'd almost forget a year later what you had written yeah, so I thought that was lovely Yeah because you'd have, you'd have a year later you're probably a different person yeah, yeah. say that you know I remember reading somewhere that when you're 30 you should write a letter to yourself to read it when you're 40 Wow, and every be... ten year long because every decade you're a different person, and that's true. Yeah, you know you you change over the years, hopefully for the better, and we assume just for the better anyway. <laughs> and um, you know, I mean, I look back now and I think things that annoyed me when I was younger. They would knock a shake out of me now. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you get more philosophical. You get more tolerant as well, I think. I think you mellow as, as you, you get mellow, older. You mellow, yeah. Has the, has the magic of Christmas ever faded for you? No, I love Christmas and I, I really think I owe that to my mother. I mean, you know, um, when I look back, she made Christmas out of very little. Because if you think of it, we grew up in the 40s and the 50s. There was very few... Um, um, toys or anything there that time or, or luxuries but she instilled a kind of a magic into Christmas and it was all about um, the sacredness of it and um, the, the magic of you know I remember my we would go out and stand on the doorstep and um, we'd be looking out over the Kerry Mountains and of course we convinced ourselves that we could see Santa coming <laughs> over the Kerry Mountains without a doubt in the world and I think on the farm as well um, I mean, I remember Christmas night saying the rosary and I was convinced that, that Mary and Joseph and the baby were outside in our stable like. Yeah, yeah. So it was very, it, is, it was very within the realms. There was no commercialism call, of course. And uh, so it was all part of the natural world. But that time, Patricia, on farms, I can remember um, all the old buildings, you know, the whitewashing and the cement washing, we used to call it, and all the yards would be brushed 
on the farm. So there was a kind of a, a preparation outside of the house as well. It was as if the natural world was preparing as well. Yeah, yeah, it was like a spring clean that was done. For, yeah, Christmas, uh, for, the Christmas for, for the Christmas, the, the, the Christmas clean. And then food-wise, you, you, I mean, you spoke about your, you remember your mum stuffing the, your mother stuffing the goose. Oh, the goose. What, what, what were the, what were the food highlights over Christmas? Oh yeah, the, the, the Christmas Eve, would you believe we always had toast on Christmas Eve? <laughs> right. Yeah, because um, of course it was the open fire and uh, toasting the bread in front of the fire. I always associate it. And there's something lovely about toast, you know, against an open turf fire. Mm. There's a lovely smell. And um, I can remember the first Christmas cake we ever had. And my, one of my sisters uh, was going to a cooking class and she made the Christmas cake. Oh, my God, we, st- we stood around. We were nearly genuflecting to it. <laughs> and it was a big thing, an ice cake. But that time the shops gave uh, gifts to people, to customers. The Christmas box. The Christmas box. And yeah. to, to be, a, you know, I can remember the big, the big uh, Courtney Bracks and a seed loaf. My father always brought a seed loaf. That, that was the first indication of the of kind of the food for Christmas coming. He always brought a seed loaf, and to this day, I love the idea of a seed loaf. And um, yeah, that. But I suppose one of the memories, Patricia, is after the supper, before before between the supper and going to bed, we have lemonade and biscuits, <laughs> and lemonade was a rare treat that time. And I can remember they were in glass bottles yeah. and looking at the, at, the, at the kind of foxy lemonade. And when you drunk it, it would come down, it would fizz down your nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was, that was great. The lemonade was was magical, like. Yeah, yeah. Because and and, and it, it, cribs, uh, Alice. You love cribs, though. Let, let's love... be honest. Now, talk me through how many cribs you have in your house this year. Well, well wait a minute. I have uh, one... Two, three, four. I'll tell you now, would you believe, the f- when it, at home of the farm, we didn't have a crib. We had a little paper crib. Okay. And um, I stood of that. And I put that up in the, one of the windows. And then my first payback that I was working in Killarney, I bought a crib. Uh, it cost me 17 and 6 and that, and that might sound like nothing, but... That's that, a lot of money. A lot of time, money at that time. But um, there was little figures in it, and I brought it, I brought it home uh, from Killarney that, that Christmas Eve. And, and can you remember why you wanted to buy a crib? Because I wanted to have figures, because we went into the crib um, Christmas morning. I mean, we walked the three miles from the, uh, the home farm into the, the mess, early mess in town, and... Um, the crib was a big thing, Patricia. After mass, that'd be big you to look at the crib. Mm. And it was a beautiful crib at the back of the church. So I always thought, oh my God, I, I really thought the cribs were magical. And um, so, yeah, I bought the crib and my sister held on to the crib and she gave it to my daughter for her 21st birthday. Oh. And I still, I mind it because her children are small. All right, so you see, you, you, so that crib is, is, is in your house. That crib is in so my house. So that's two. And what are the other two? Now, the other one was um, when my daughter got married, one of my sisters gave her um, oh, the most beautiful uh, crib. Uh, you know that white china? What's oh, I it? do. You know the I, one? I know the one. I can't think of the make. I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. It's, oh, it's beautiful. And, uh, well, 
Likewise, now I have it because they don't, the smallies. Yeah, the and I put it up on the window. I, you see, my house is old and the, 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 the windowsills are deep and we have the room called the Shaw McCune. And I put it on that um, that window because I think it's nice for the children yeah, to see it. To, to be able to look in. Then I have the, 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 the kind of the real crisp okay. <laughs> at the end of that. As <laughs> opposed to the other three, this is the real one. Okay, so, so what's special about the real one? The real one is I have... Um, I think um, years and years ago, I was in Ballybunion and I got this big lump of driftwood came in. And um, we, I remember my lads were teenagers at the time and I, 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 I conjured them into bringing it back to the can. It was full of water at the time. But when it dried out, it was beautiful driftwood. And that's the basis for the, 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 the real crib. And for that crib... I have the figures that I bought for my first crib when I got the first year we were married. And then over the years, you know, people will give you uh, gifts, you know, that, you know, you would inherit stuff. I mean, Auntie Pig, um, the Lord of Mercy, my husband's aunt, she had her own crib. And of course, when she, when she died, her crib got absorbed into my crib. Sure, you know, so it sounds like a very crowded crib, Alice. It is a very crowded crib, and it's full of boards as well. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of mean, I think, why not? I think that the, the original crib um, in Bethlehem, the, the human world, uh, you know, ignored it and everything, but I think nature didn't. Mm. Because I think the animals came, and I'm convinced the birds came. Of, of course they did. They of did. course they did. So I'd, I'd have been covered with I'd have a lot of robins and, and doves. And, um, and did you notice lately, Patricia, the birds, at the moment, the birds are singing their hearts out. I was only commenting on it uh, to, to my brother during, during the week. We yes. were sitting looking out of my garden and he was saying, there's an awful lot of birds around, isn't there? Um, and, and I don't know why, but there is. I think they're kind of compensating for the the, t- the t- tough times we're going through. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think just nature sort of um, comforting us. But remember at the start of the pandemic when there was no cars on the road, yeah. everyone started noticing the dawn cro- chorus. Right. Now, it was always there, but because of the amount of traffic that would be on the roads, it was it was dulled out yeah. for, for, for a lot of people. Do you find it hard to believe that we're still nearly two years since the pandemic began? Unbelievable. Yeah. It was just as well, Patricia, we didn't know. Yeah. Because I think sometimes, um, you know, if you if you know too, too far ahead about things, the thought of it is actually worse than the reality. It does your head in. Yeah. And so I think that we were better not to know. And you've kept busy with uh, with the books. Are you writing at the moment? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are? Where are you at? Are you, are you at a deadline? Oh, no. No, I have no, no deadlines. No. Because I'm, I always remember when I started my first book, um, Steve McDonough from Brandon Books, who's, who's Lord to gone, to, gone to heaven. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was saying, you know, he said, you know, such a deadline. I said, Steve, forget deadlines. No, I said, I'm retired. This is a hobby. Uh-huh. And I, I, I do it at my, at my own. Um, because I'm not a regular, I'm not a, a regular performer. I go in waves, Patricia. I could, I mightn't write for, for months and then I get a rush of blood to the head. 
And I'd, I'd ride non-stop until I'd been nearly blind. <laughs> because you know the way you hear of some writers who are so routine, they will get up in the morning, they will sit down at their typewriter or their computer yes. at eight o'clock and they will sit there until one, they'll have their lunch break and then they're back at two. Have you? Were you ever like that? No, no. and I envy them. <laughs> I envy them because I remember once maybe been she's saying the secret of writing is applying your bottom to the chair. Yeah. And I'd say she's right. No, I wasn't. But I say it's your temperament, um, Patricia, because I'd be a bit like that around the house. Like I do, I do a blitz the night of the place immaculate and then then from there on to be downhill. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your house is never uh, uh, downhill. Oh God, it Actually, sometimes. it's interesting when you mention uh, Maeve Binchy. I always remember uh, speaking to Maeve um, and Gordon Snell, her husband. Yes. And th- I mean, they were in the inevitable position for many people in that they were both writers and they would sit opposite each other That's and, right. you know, and they would, you know, and, and they got on really well at their, and they were very focused about their, oh, their very, writing and yeah. then and very honest about what yes. do you think of that? No, I don't, I don't like that. Actually, talking of books, Betty says, is Alice's Christmas book, which was called Home for Christmas, I remember as well, yes. is it still available? Listen to this. Her sister came to visit a, two year, a few years ago, took Betty's copy with her back to the UK, <laughs> promised she'd send it back and has refused. <laughs> Poor old Betty. Is that still available? Oh, it is. Is it? It's out yeah. there, yeah. But you know, the funny thing about people borrow books, yeah. but they never bring them back. I know. And we had a great friend here. Um, he was a cousin of mine. He was, he was, and he was a fierce bookie man. And he'd never loan a book. He'd say, you could read, you can read it on the premises. <laughs> I had another friend of mine who had a great tip. She wrote her name, address and telephone number. Yes. And because and, and, and she said, you know, everyone has great intentions that they'll give it back. They do. And then you'll find a book and go, God, who gave me that? Yeah. Whereas her, and she said over the years, she got books back many years later because yeah. somebody said oh I only came across this book and your name is on it I realise it's yours yeah. so that's, that's, that's a, a good tip that's a great idea yeah. or you know I remember once getting in some bookshop they had stickers this book belongs to and you put the name <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that's spelling it out isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And actually, we did. We had a lovely young. We had an author on who writes um, for children, yeah. and we were just talking about instilling in in kids the love of of books. Yeah. Uh, your own grandchildren are they are they good readers? Oh, they are. Are they? They are. And and but they're such beautiful children's books now. Yeah. You know, they're they're absolutely magical. What did you read as a child? Can you remember? You see, there wasn't. Um, there wasn't that much, there wasn't that many children's books there at that time. You know, um, I remember, the, would you believe, would you believe, <laughs> Patricia, the first book I ever read was Oliver. <laughs> no, that wasn't children's reading. No, But it no. happened to be in the house. There wouldn't have been that many books in, in, in Irish farm houses. That yeah. But Oliver was there. And I, re- I read and reread Oliver. And God, my heart broke for him. I know, I yeah. know. It's so, I, even to watch that movie, it's such a, the old, the old black and white one, it's such a sad movie. Listen, Alice, as always, it's a real pleasure. Margaret in Tallow says, Hi, Patricia. So lovely to hear Alice on the programme uh, today. I have two cribs uh, up. <laughs> but I think Alice with her four, I think it'll be hard to beat that one. Listen, as always, have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Thanks for all your contributions throughout the year. And uh, we look forward to talking to you in 2022. Yeah, thank you.
Thanks, Patricia. God bless. Happy Christmas. Bye bye. The wonderful, wonderful um, Alice Taylor. 1850-333-103. Get your Christmas greetings in. We have, we will be playing more Christmas tunes again next hour. And of course, we've got our chef coming on uh, with us in the next hour. If you've got any questions for our chef about the cooking of the Christmas dinner, get your questions in, please. This is Court Today. Court Today. With Patricia Messenger on C103. Now, some of your texts and WhatsApps coming in. Quick mention to the gang in Skibbereen because the PRO of the Skibbereen Rowing Club has sent in a message to say that their Christmas pop-up shop is open today for the last day. They're on North Street in Skibbereen and it's open from now until one o'clock. Okay, but they're closing at uh, one. So it's your last chance to get some last minute presents and they've got wonderful, wonderful uh, merchandise, including Olympic merchandise for all of the sports fans. So if you're in Skibbereen and you're scratching in your head trying to think of what you'd like to buy somebody pop into the Skibbereen Rowing Club to their pop-up shop and indeed happy Christmas to all the gang there uh, Declan Councillor Declan Hurley and Darmanway sent in a really lovely message if where's it gone it's here uh, morning Patricia on this beautiful New Year's Eve can I wish you and all the staff at C103 along with all of you listeners a very happy peaceful and a safe Christmas thank you for getting us through another Covid year God Declan I didn't think this time last year we'd be heading through another Covid year but anyway uh, come what may the one guarantee is every morning when we turn on the radio as sure as the sun rises in the morning you or JP are there to get us through uh, each and every day thank you for keeping some normality in our lives whatever restrictions are before us no restrictions can keep you out of our daily lives oh, you're just, that's such a sweet message thank you long may you keep doing uh, what you're doing thank you Declan I really appreciate that and many many happy returns uh, to you and to yours hi everyone says a texter happy Christmas and happy new year to one and all no name on that unfortunately uh, oh Patricia says this uh, texter uh, I really enjoyed listening to you chatting to Alice Taylor it brought back so many memories of growing up in Clonmel. At Christmas we were allowed the the glass bottles of minerals. I also like Alice love my crib. My crib is truly special to me as my mum went to the Holy Land many many years ago and I asked her if she could bring me back figurines for the crib. The figures are handmade and mum got them blessed while she was over in the Holy Land so I treasure them so much. You see and they're the kind of traditions that are just wonderful and if and I don't know if, if you're mum is still with us or or not but I think there's something really special about having something that comes out at Christmas that belonged to, you know, a much-loved mum or a much-loved grandparent and just to have it and to hold it and to know that they once held it. There's something really, really special and that to me is what the magic of Christmas is all about. Happy, oh, it's Yvonne. Sorry, Yvonne, I've just seen in a previous text. <laughs> Happy Christmas to you, Yvonne. And uh, here's to a very safe and uh, a good 2022. Happy Christmas to all at C103 Radio from Graham in Germany. That's um, that's the North Cork man in Germany, Graham, who regularly texts uh, the programme. He's away for another Christmas. Stay safe, says Graham, and indeed many happy returns to you, Graham. And hope you have a wonderful Christmas in Germany. And hopefully it won't be long till you're back over. And maybe get to celebrate Christmas at home. Maybe next year. Maybe next year we can dream. Happy Christmas Eve birthday to Helen Shine in Bantir, a wonderful mum and a loving 
grandmother to Joe, Peter, Luke and to baby Patrick and the message is we love you lots. So that's happy birthday Helen Shine in Bantir. 1850-333-103 Bernie continues to take any requests Christmas shout outs that you have also if you've got any questions for our chef that's going to be joining us in a couple of minutes you can get those in or you can text or WhatsApp to 0862 103 103 C103 Jobs General operatives are wanted it's for a cheese processing plant in Boerbui you need to email paul at ingredientssolutions.net Irish Yogurts there in Clonakilty they've got vacancies for a dispatch manager and a dispatch supervisor they also have a vacancy for health and safety manager CVs please to r.scully at irish slash yogurts dot ie Baker Finn Recruitment are looking for operators and CNC machinists it's to work in Middleton email d.delaney at bakerfin.com and early years educators are wanted for ABC Childcare there in Douglas you email newapplications001 at gmail.com you'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more this is C103. C103. And keeping a look at the Santa Tracker app online, if you've got family living in New Zealand, Santa Claus is going to be arriving in Queenstown in New Zealand in four minutes and 39 seconds. So he's on his way to New Zealand. Have a happy and a safe Christmas. Happy and a safe Christmas from Abandoned Listener. Many happy returns. Now, with a day to go to probably the most important meal of the year. We've invited Mallow-based chef Nola Mahoney to join us just with tips on how to cook the perfect dinner this year. Good morning to you, Noel. Good morning, Trisha. And you're, you're very welcome and, and uh, uh, thank you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Thank you for, for joining us this morning. People often complain that the turkey can be very dry. What's the best way to cook the turkey? Well, there's two, there's two things you can do if you want to tenderize the turkey and make it moist. Is you can 
soak it in brine, which is a wa- cover the turkey in water, add five grams, or sorry, 50 grams of salt per litre of water and soak it for 12 hours. You can also add orange or lemon into it, maybe a cinnamon stick just to give that Christmas uh, flavour. Um, another one is to cover the turkey in butter. Baste all over the turkey, add some leaves, sage leaves, rosemary sprig, pine sprig, cover in tin foil, cook it in, into a hot oven, 180 degrees, or gas mark four, and take it out about two hours in, depending on how big the turkey is, and take off the tin foil, put some streaky rashers, crisscrossing across the breast, and put it back into the oven and give it another half hour to another hour or so. And is it the is it is it fifteen minutes to the pound and fifteen minutes over? Is 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 that the turkey one? No, turkey is thirty thirty five minutes per kg. Okay, sorry, it's kg now. Okay, thirty to thirty five yeah. per per kg. Now, for anyone who is stuck on this kind of times for cooking, there's a cooking time calculator on the Safe Food website that you can put in the type of turkey, be it boned and rolled. Turkey crown or the full turkey, put in the type, put in the weight, and it will give you the cooking time. Okay, because making sure that the turkey is cooked is yes. so, so uh, if, important. If you have a probe, a temperature probe for me, once the turkey is over 75 degrees, and put the probe into the tie because that's the toughest part. You know it's cooked then. You, yeah. You, you, you know. To stuff or not to stuff the turkey? That's personal choice. If someone wants to stuff the turkey, I recommend they put in some parchment paper, half fill it so that you're not stopping the heat from circulating around inside the turkey to delay cooking. And when you put the parchment paper in, it's easy to take the stuffing out after. Okay, somebody says, what if you're cooking the turkey in in a cooking bag? How do you feel about doing it in a cooking bag? Well, I've often cooked chickens in a cooking bag and they're very moist afterwards. And the very same the, the same rules will apply for the timing and, and all oh, of that. Yeah, yeah it would be very In simple. the cooking bag, you'll actually have the time written and the instructions for cooking on the cooking bag. Okay. Uh, then for the for the stuffing, are you traditional in the stuffing with the sage and onion or are you more elaborate with, with the stuffing? I'm traditional. The okay. odd time I throw a few can- cranberries into it. Okay. But there, there is sausage meat stuffing out there. There's potato stuffing. You know, so it's up to one's personal choice if they want to stuff the turkey or not. Yeah. Okay, and then the cooking of the ham. Give us give, give us some tips around yeah. that. Place the ham into cold water, bring to the boil and simmer until cooked. If you want to cook it the day before, it might be handier. Leave it soak in the water overnight so that it, the salt will come out and it won't be too salty on Christmas Day for you. When yeah. you take it out, you might want to bake it in the oven afterwards. Take off the rind. Store the skin into diamonds, add in some cloves, your mustard of choice, whole grain, plain English mustard or Dijon, spread on top, and then some caramel or some demerara sugar across the top and bake it back in the oven then for maybe 40 to 50 minutes. And I think that's a good, and actually some people have already sent photographs in that they've they cooked their ham today. It yeah. takes pressure off you to have the ham done and then do the turkey in the morning. Yes, but some people do the turkey the day before as well. It makes life easier on Christmas Day. 
you can peel all your veg and potatoes and things the day before. And you can you can actually cook your Brussels sprouts, boil them the day before, refresh them in cold water. You can see you can do them up the next day, toss them in a frying pan with onions, lardons of bacon, and maybe some cooked chestnuts as well, just to give that Christmas uh, effect on it. Yeah, because not everyone is a fan of the Brussels sprout. No, they're not. You can do, like, normally I do carrots and roast parsnips. I drain off the carrots, put a knob of butter, crack black pepper in. Sometimes I put some brown sugar in and just give it a quick heat in the pot. But the parsnips, half cook them in boiled water, drain off, place on some parking pavement, sprinkle with some honey over them, seasoning, and place in the oven to cook about 20 minutes. Okay, somebody's saying, how does Noel feel about cooking cooking carrots in orange in orange so why not yeah, yeah. Why I, I, not? again it's it's a personal it's, it's, it's a yeah it's a personal choice when it comes to cooking okay but your your main tip to people is to try to prep and do as much as you can today particularly for, there are there will be some people and there are not many this year unfortunately with covid but there are people who've got a big number around the table you don't want to be spending all of your christmas morning in the kitchen so try to prep and do as much as you can today yeah, well, I do. I peel all the potatoes and veg the day before. You can keep them in water, uh, and they'll be fine. Then. Water, and they'll be fine. You know that takes pressure off for Christmas morning. What about a starter? Have you a suggestion for a starter? Yeah, as a lovely starter. No, you can do your normal prawn cocktail, but uh, there's a lovely light one. There's a melon, Parma ham, and grapefruit with a lovely yogurt uh, dressing on top. Basically, you get rocket leaves, ruby grapefruit a large honeydew melon and some parma ham. Put the rocket leaves on the plate, segment your grapefruit with the skin off, uh, place on the rocket, get some of your melon, take out the seeds. If you have a perler, pearl the melon into balls and place on the rocket. Um, the parma ham, place in the tray, into the oven, crispen it up and break it up on top of the parma ham, or, sorry, on top of the salad. But the dressing is juice of half a, lemon, half a lemon, a tablespoon of honey, and Irish yogurt. Clonacilty natural kefir is the preferred for this one. Okay. Mix it together, whisk in a pinch of chili flake, leave it in the fridge for a couple of hours, but then sprinkle that over your salad, and that's a lovely little starter. Oh, and, yeah, and you know that sounds light because there's nothing worse than a very heavy starter because we know the size of the dinner is going to be. It's going to be oh, yeah. ginormous. Anyway, so that, 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 that's a really nice, light one. Can you go back to the ham for a minute, a Glanmire listener? Uh, if you cook the ham tonight, can you yes. leave it in the pot of water overnight, the water you that can. it was cooked yes. in? That's what I was saying earlier. Leave it in the ham water overnight. And that will add to the flavour as well, but it'll keep the flavour yeah, in. We'll, yes, it'll keep the flavour, but we'll also remove some of the saltiness of the ham as well, which is ideal because some hams can be very, very salty. And then moving to desserts. Now, besides the traditional Christmas pud, and again, some people absolutely adore Christmas pud. Not everybody does. What's a, what's a good dessert suggestion? I have a lovely light one for you. It's called a chocolate pot, right? It's 300 grams of cocoa chocolate, which will be 70% chocolate, broken into a bowl over boiling water. Add 200 grams of chopped butter into that and leave it melt away. In the meantime, mix 300 grams of golden caster sugar, five eggs, 
whisk them together until the sugar has dissolved. Leave the chocolate in the butter and cool down for a while. Then fold in the mix of eggs and sugar. What you do then is put it into, if you don't have a piping bag, you can get, you know, the freezer bags with the seal on them? Yeah. Put it into them, seal the bag, cut the corner at the bottom, and you can pipe them into little cups. If you have small cups, well and good. If you don't, little ramekin dishes will do. And put them in a tray, pastel the tray with boiled water, put into the oven for 25 minutes on the dot, gas-free or 160 degrees. Now, for a syrup for them, is 12 clementines squeezed into a pot, reduced down. And when you take the pots out of the oven, leave them set for about 10 minutes out of the actual tray of water, and then put a teaspoon of the juice into each one and a top of cream on top of that. Mm. And that's a light dessert after your heavy dinner. Wow, wow. And we <laughs> and it's Christmas, so we're not worried about calories. We're not worried about the amount of sugar and butter or anything that's going into anything tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Next few days, calories go out, out the window. Um, leftover turkey and ham then, because even though, uh, you know, people mightn't have as many people around the table, we, we still seem to be obsessed with buying a full ham and huge, the bigger the turkey, the better for most families. That's right. So, it's suggestions. I mean, we'll probably get the two days dinners. We'll get Christmas Day, Stevens's Day. What do you do with the rest? Well, a lot of people just do the turkey curry afterwards. But you could do a turkey and ham and leek pie. Basically, there's some garlic, leeks, uh, thyme leaves, olive oil, sea salt, ground black pepper, a cup of white wine, the turkey meat cut into chunks, the ham chuck cut into chunks um, you need plain flour and two pints of chicken stock and some double cream and a roll of uh, puff pastry that you can buy in the shop oh, if you're making it That sounds gorgeous that you know, really... Cook off your leek, your garlic your thyme in the olive oil, add some sea salt black pepper, add the white wine add these fl- thicken it with flour, sorry before you add the white wine, then add the white wine add the chicken stock Add the cream and you can add in your turkey and ham into it. Place into a dish. Roll out the pastry. Put on top. Do a design on the pastry. Seal the edges and bake it in the oven. Okay, so, so, so that sounds gorgeous as well. It's about, 40, sorry, it's about 40 minutes in the oven. Okay, and, and different from the traditional curry one because we kind of get sick of that. Yeah. Somebody's saying with the leftover turkey and ham, if you place it back in the fridge, how many days is it what? good for? Three days, once you cook your meat, any cooked meat at all, three days, you can use it for up to three days after. Okay, and then get, then get rid of it uh, after yeah. that. Uh, if you had a vegetarian joining you tomorrow, Noel, what what would you serve instead of the turkey and ham? Okay, a vegetable wellington it's called. Okay. Right, you dice it in a squash with some sage leaves finely chopped, put on a tray into the oven just to cook it down a bit. You use chopped chalice, Button mushrooms, uh, garlic, cream, breadcrumbs, and chopped cooked chestnuts, and a few whole beetroots, and more puff pastry. So you put the butter and squash in the oven for about 25 minutes. Meanwhile, fry the mushrooms and shallots in a pan with the garlic and sage. Add the cream until the liquid is gone and the mushrooms are totally coated. Add the breadcrumbs and the chestnuts, and then the butter and squash after it's been cooked in the oven. Roll out your pastry, put the filling on top of the pastry, 
put the egg wash around the edges of the pastry, put the beetroot into the centre, it's fresh beetroot you're using, and roll the pastry over with the filling covering the beetroot and seal the edges, bake in the oven for 40 to 45 minutes, around one, it's gas marked to 200 degrees in the oven. And before, cut, before you cut it, leave it rest for 10 minutes. That sounds delicious. That sounds delicious. And you could nearly eat that cold then afterwards as well, couldn't you, if it wasn't all eaten? You could, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with a nice uh, salad uh, with it. OK, somebody's got a problem in that her mum forgot to take the turkey out of the freezer. It's a 10 kg turkey. They've taken it out this morning. Would Noel suggest that they're better off going into town and getting a, get, a, get, getting a fresh one? Will it be defrosted by tomorrow morning? Uh, in 24 it's hours? It's a BFE. It's normally 48 hours before something is fully thawed out. Yeah, I'd say get in the car and buy another one. Yeah, that would be your best bet. Yeah, and maybe put the put the one you've just taken out, put it back put into it back put in. it back yeah. into the freezer. All right, listen, you were a mine of information. Thank you for that, Noel. Uh, have a lovely Christmas. Are you are you cooking Christmas dinner yourself? You are as per usual I, every year <laughs> for the fa- for the family and for the in laws. Oh, everyone. Ah, you're very good. You're very good. Enjoy, uh, Noel, and thanks for joining us on the programme. Yeah, you're many happy Christmas to you. Okay, God bless. Take care. Bye bye, bye bye. bye. That is uh, local Mallow chef Noel O'Mahony. And actually, when we were talking about Christmas traditions with. Alice Taylor and I was saying that it's lovely that if you've got something you know we were talking about somebody having a crib and it was her mum had bought the crib items it was Yvonne uh, the, the mum had bought the crib figurines for her in the Holy Land and that every year when she takes it out you know she gets to, to, to think of her mum and it, it really is lovely somebody has sent on a picture who's very organised this is uh, Jack, it's Jackie uh, to say she's the ham already cooked and can I say that ham is looking beautifully cooked uh, Jackie and uh, she said Happy Christmas to all C103 that's my mum's uh, meat plate so it's the Christmas meat plate and it's one of those big oval plates I have one of those in my house as well that oh I have to say it only comes out at Christmas to put the ham or the, or the turkey on it's one of those and then it gets put away puts back in the cupboard again but there's one that Yvonne has that used to belong to her mother and I'm sure there's a lot of people like that have similar traditions and an item that you have that belonged to a mother or a grandmother and it comes out every Christmas and it's a nice way for us to remember our loved ones uh, as well Sheila says Patricia talking of Christmas traditions. My mum made a paper bird for the Christmas tree. She made it over 40 years ago. It's a bit tatty now and mum is long gone but every year that little paper bird has pride of place on my uh, tree. Happy Christmas. That's from Sheila. Many happy returns. Lots of texts coming in. I will get to all of them. I promise you that. And also someone who has a birthday today is Nolik Davern. Happy birthday to you Nolik. Best wishes from all the cops uh, family and the message is hope you have a lovely day. This is Court Today. Court Today with Patricia Messenger on C103. Court's greatest hits C103 Lots of texts coming in. Let me see if I can get through some of them here. I've been asked to mention that all the masses in the churches in Donnerail Parish for Christmas Eve are now completely booked out. Happy Christmas to you and yours and all the staff at C103 and that's from uh, Margaret on behalf of Donnerail Church 
Council. So if you haven't booked a seat for a Mass on Christmas Eve in Donnerill, completely booked out. I don't know if many of the other churches are doing a booking system as well, but that's just in from Donnerill Church. And indeed, happy Christmas to you, Margaret, and to all in Donnerill. Would you wish all of the Duhallow Vintage Club a very happy Christmas and a better New Year? <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. That's from Pat Sullivan. Happy Christmas to you, Pat. And Paul in from Moises. Fish, I've been listening to your show for as long as you've been on air. God, Paul, you've been listening a long time. I never texted you before, so congratulations on all your achievements and have a great Christmas. That's very sweet. Thank you. Many happy returns, uh, Paul. And thank you to Michael as well, who sent in a really gorgeous sweet text. I won't read it out, Michael, but it's lovely. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, And then, when we were playing songs that people have requested, like, for example, that one from Tommy Fleming and the other one that we get lots of people saying, oh, please play it. It's such a fun song is the Frank Kelly one, The Twelve Days of uh, Christmas. Not everyone is happy with that, though. Mary C says, Patricia, I hope you have a nice Christmas after what's been a rough year. I was disappointed to hear you play the Frank Kelly's song on your programme. It's rubbish. It no way connects to Christmas. With the mention of drugs and whiskey, do people listen to the wording at all? Sorry, you need to dump it. Mary, I think if I suggested next Christmas that I won't have Christmas on Christmas Eve, that I won't play Frank Kelly because people are against it, I think they'd be uproar because they might... As I say, next to Tommy Fleming's that one I just played, the Christmas 1915, I think it's the one we get the most texts in and calls in about. But maybe there are others like you, Mary, that don't actually like that particular song. So Mary's suggestion is that we don't put and never play Frank Kelly's 12 Days of Christmas again. Hi, Patricia. Would you say a big thank you to all of the farmers that work seven days a week to put food on our tables? They do that all year round. Happy Christmas to all at C103. Many happy returns. Yeah, let's give a shout out to the hardworking farmers and hopefully that I'll get a few days off where they'll be able to rest and recover. And Councillor Sean O'Donovan in ba- for Bandon Kinsale area says, uh, wishing you a happy and peaceful Christmas. Thank you to C103 for being the voice in everybody's home during the year. Sometimes it's the only voice that people living alone hear each uh, day. Uh, yeah, and I'm very conscious of that, uh, Sean, as indeed all of us here at the radio station are, particularly because we'll hear sometimes from people who will say, you know, you're the only the only voice I hear. It's you know the voice that comes out on the radio, which is and unfortunately this year because of COVID times there'll be a lot of people are very lonely and and we focused on it and spoke about it uh, on the program this week. And thank you, Mavis and John, who had texted in earlier about the Farr family surprising them because they've had no visitors since the start of the pandemic. And this wonderful Farr family turned up on their front garden with lights and Christmas hats and sang carols. And Mavis and John said it just made their Christmas. And I was saying where. I didn't know where in the city or county they were. They're all in Clonakilty. So well done to the Far family in Clonakilty. You've certainly made the Christmas for John and for Mavis. And Denise from West Cork, one of our regularly texts the programme, says, Patricia, thank you for another great year of fun, entertainment and news. That was our our pleasure, uh, Denise, who says a very happy Christmas to you and all the team and to all your families. Many happy returns. A special wish to those who have lost loved ones in the past year. Yeah, and the first Christmas is always it's always a tricky one, isn't it? Also, wish I wish for health and happiness to all who have had a positive COVID test in the past week and those who now find themselves as a close contact for all of the Christmas period and won't be able to spend time with family. 
family. Denise said, we left our guard down just once and now we won't see anyone, including our new granddaughter, until the 28th of December. Stay strong, everyone, and try to make the best of it. Oh, Denise, that's just heartbreaking uh, to hear that. But don't be hard on yourself saying you left your guard down. I think it's just with this Omicron variant at the moment, it is just so highly contagious. I think if you just go near anyone that has it, you're, 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 we're all at the chance of uh, picking it up. And you're not on your own, Denise. There are tens of thousands of people who have had their Christmas completely turned upside down. People who were planning to go and spend Christmas with loved ones tomorrow and are now finding themselves having to self-isolate because they've tested positive or because they've been deemed to close contact. They have to limit their movements and that's why it's so important to for the antigen tests if you are. I did an antigen test this morning now because we've got, we have uh, Nana coming to stay with us over Christmas so we went and she did her antigen test before she left as well and we're all and I was antigen testing Marcia yesterday and she'll be done again uh, today. Now that's the one thing, have the antigen tests in just to make sure if you are meeting up with people or if you're going to visit somebody just gives you kind of an added layer of uh, protection to have the antigen test done because nobody wants to bring COVID with them to another household you just wouldn't forgive yourself John in Blackpool was on to say Happy Christmas Patricia John Paul Noll at C103 Happy Christmas to you as well John and there's a Christmas swim going on at the Warren Strand in Roscarbery tomorrow morning between 11 and 12 all are welcome and it's in aid of Roscarbery Social Services and CRY which is the cardiac risk to the uh, young and can we wish the best of luck to everybody who will be taking part in Christmas Day uh, swims. The weather's kind of mild for tomorrow but you know the advice always is when you're doing a Christmas day swim because the water is still going to be bitterly cold get in and get out as quickly as possible because you're doing your Christmas day swim for charity and we want to just keep everybody safe as well. It's okay for people that are used to going. There, you know, There are people who every day go swimming in the sea they are uh, and, and they're regulars at it but for people who just do it on Christmas Day you've got to be very very uh, careful so good luck to everybody there in Roscarbury between 11 and 12 tomorrow The C103 Cork Diary With Cork County Council where communities and businesses all across the county can get the support they need at corkcoco.ie Britain Tractor Run. This is for autism. That's going to be held next Sunday, which of course is St. Stephen's Day. Uh, registration will open from 10.30 in the morning until 12.30 and then the run will start at 12.45. The entry fee is €20. Euro. Please have the correct fee ready as because of COVID restrictions the no change will be given. Spectators are asked to please maintain social distancing when watching the run along the uh, route. And the best of luck to Mark Cody who's completing in a 24-hour triathlon in aid of the Irish Cancer Society and is doing it next week on the 2nd of January in Yall. That's over 24 hours. He starts with a three-hour swim. Then he takes on a 12-hour cycle and he ends his 24-hour triathlon with a nine-hour run. It's an incredible, incredible undertaking. Good luck to him. 
and the Alzheimer's Society of Mallow are reminding people that they're fundraising for their new building and Billy O'Connell is holding a Texas Hold'em game on New Year's Day in Mallow GAA Complex. Starts at four in the afternoon. There'll be cash prizes and hamper on offer. Tickets 20 euro with all proceeds going towards the new daycare centre, the Mallow Alzheimer's Society Daycare Centre. C103. Dean Goleen says, Patricia, Tommy Fleming and Alice Taylor, Christmas Eve is now complete. <laughs> and thank you. A lot of people seem to have really enjoyed the Tommy Fleming track, including Rita, who said such a very poignant song. Always shed a tear when I hear it. My grandfather died of wounds during First World War, age just 23. God, isn't that absolutely uh, heartbreaking? Happy Christmas to you, uh, Rita. Okay, Mairead Tuig, our news reporter, went out to uh, Cork Airport just to check up on what would be happening and would everything be okay for Santa's arrival and here's how she got on. Air traffic at Cork Airport will be cleared tonight to allow for a very special visitor. Now connecting you to the North Pole. Please hold. Oh, hello, everybody. Yes, I'm delighted to say that we're almost ready to leave the North Pole, but we will be arriving in Cork a little bit extra early this year because there are far more children in Cork this year. That's a lockdown babies, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, there's only one thing that me and the elves would like you to do. Don't forget to leave all the can of Murphy's for myself and Santy. Yes, Fuddy, of course, but go to bed nice and early. I'll see you all very soon. Kevin Colnan, Group Head of Communications with the DAA, has been telling us about Santi's flight paths. He'll come in over Donegal, then come down over the Galti Mountains, uh, swing around Mallow, and then, you know, head to West Cork before he comes in on his final approach uh, to Cork Airport over the city and then obviously he'll do the lower harbour and on to East Cork before doing the, the southwest quadrant of Ireland before he leaves on to Europe. So it's, it's quite a detailed flight path. Uh, it's, he's, uh, he's approved for, for landing on all of the rooftops um, and even those houses that don't have chimneys uh, he has a very special way of gaining access each Christmas so we're confident Santa will be here on schedule on Christmas Eve. Brothers Daniel, Billy and Jack O'Callaghan from Ballygarvin are looking forward to seeing what Santa brings. Here's what they asked for. A trapping trailer. An off-road hoverboard. A hoverboard remote control. And a Lego hovercraft. I asked him for a couple of games for my Nintendo Switch. And a steering wheel thing with gears. For the Switch. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. We met Ryan and his brother Bowie from Bandon just after they delivered a donation to Cork Penny Dinners. A big bike and a helmet. Mm, and cream cars. The Walshes, Ava, John and Rachel in Ballygarvin wrote their Santa letters a few weeks ago. The most thing I want is Pokemon Tag, Eevee Evolution Beaten, the Pokemon cards, a scooter, loom bands, um, makeup. And an iPod. Everyone is encouraged to go to bed early tonight. What are your plans before getting some sleep? Before we go to bed, we'd have a grand old cup of hot chocolate. We have that for our dinner. Kevin Cullinan says it's important that everyone is tucked up in bed before Santi arrives. He'll be leaving the North Pole um, around tea time, so what will be vitally important, obviously not just this Christmas, but every Christmas, that we all go to bed early. Uh, he obviously has to maintain social distance, um, calling to every home, so he doesn't want to find anyone awake uh, when he calls.
and well done to Kevin and all the gang at uh, Cork Airport and in particular thanks to Mairead Tuig our news reporter indeed for all her contributions throughout the year and lovely to see the uh, text in from the lady whose name I don't know and I don't know her daughter's name her daughter was very very unwell with uh, Covid and ended up in hospital and it was touch and go at one stage and she was spent months in hospital and then we were delighted that we got a text in a few weeks ago to say she was home and she's just said happy Christmas to you and all the staff just to, you know my daughter is doing well cooking the Christmas dinner that's uh, terrific and uh, good health to her and indeed to all of the uh, family uh, still time for you to get your last minute requests and Christmas greetings into us Bernie's taking your calls at 1850 you can text her WhatsApp to 0862 103 103 I mentioned that all of the masses the Christmas Eve masses in Donnerail are completely booked out now. Well, John Finbar was on to say, Patricia, happy happy Christmas Eve to you, many happy returns. Uh, just to let you know, there's no booking for masses in Dunmanway in uh, West Cork. Okay, uh, so I, I don't know. It was just when I saw the Donnerail text come in. I don't know what churches are doing bookings or not. So you may need to just check in advance. So thank you for updating us there, John Finbar. We've asked Mark to uh, take a look at some kind of movies that are on over. Christmas and to give us some suggestions for highlights. Uh, there he is. Uh, good afternoon to you, Mark. How are you doing? <laughs> We're just having one of those Christmas Eves for sure. Okay, there's so much TV now. I was thinking about this earlier. Do you remember back when we were children, you waited for the RTE guide to come out to see what would be the big blockbuster movie on Christmas night? That's kind of gone now, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that, actually, uh, over the last uh, couple of days or so, because the big premiere movie used to be the big thing. But then you and I grew up in one channel land, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, back yeah, in, yeah. You know, I was a boy back in uh, the 60s, teenager back in the 70s. We had one channel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to be fair to RTE, with limited resources, they did the best they could. And really, I think movies kind of was, was the big thing. Funnily enough, this year, um, and I presume it's because of the streaming services, and now because you can basically kind of stream a movie from anywhere, that yeah. uh, they've decided that the big, big kind of movie isn't really the big thing any more. I mean, if you look at, you know, peak kind of viewing times between kind of 6 to 10 or whatever, uh, there's no movies, uh, very few movies, in well, fact. Yeah, well, at least not on the main channels. They, yeah. It's like they've decided not to do that. And again this year, and I, I've bemoaned the fact over the last few years that uh, there's very little kind of uh, variety shows anymore. But I know they're expensive to make, and with COVID, it's very difficult. But even pre-COVID, they had kind of decided, well, we're not really going to do that anymore. And they used to fill uh, their um, kind of days with movies. Uh, now, if you're going to try and find movies, they're all over the place. And in fact, they're either really early in the morning or really late at night. For example, tonight, if you want to watch uh, um, La La Land, for example, you'd have to stay up till 12 or 5 a.m. in the morning. It's a bit late. Which is, which is a bit late for what is a, a terrific film, you know? And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's it's well worth watching, but unfortunately, kids can't yeah. see it because it's so The late. only thing is we can record now and everything. There's so many other ways of... Well, well that's very true. Yes, you, know? you can. Yeah. yeah, But I mean, if you want to watch live TV with your family. Yeah, and, and that's uh, a nice thing to do on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and I don't think there are too many movies, there don't seem to be kind of too many movies out there really that, um, you know, and, and programmes out there, as far as I can see, where grandparents and grandkids can sit together because that was the thing when we grew up, we all sat in front of the TV, but this, the schedule seems to be very, very odd. I mean, the highlight of some of the kind of, uh, you know, main kind of TV schedules is something like Top Gear, for example. I like Top Gear, <laughs> but will all the family sit <laughs> no. in front of Top Gear? Do no. you know what I mean? And that's the kind, I don't really understand why they don't, and I've said this 
this before, why don't they kind of show a really nice movie, Christmas Eve, let's say, 8 to 10, where everybody can sit and watch it. Maybe yeah. show the Santa Claus, maybe show kind of Miracle on 34th Street, but they don't do that anymore. Yeah, now you you have dug out some, and, and there, some of the older ones, they're kind of, these are the classics, aren't they? Yeah, what's so, the first one you want to do? Uh, Mary Poppins. Well, the thing about Mary, but this is Mary Poppins Returns. This is kind of okay. a new version, yeah, which I really liked, which came out a couple of years ago. Um, it's not perfect. I mean, the film kind of doesn't particularly look great. Uh, one of the criticisms of it when it came out is that the songs weren't very good. To me, the songs are the best part of the movie. I mean, they really were crackers, every single one of them. I think you have one here. This Wait, is Lynn Manuel Miranda. It's a quick uh, trick. Yesterday track. you had to borrow from your chums. Seems a promise of tomorrow never comes. But since you dream the night away, tomorrow's here, it's called today. So count your blessings, you're a lucky guy. For you're underneath the lovely London sky. Ah, uh, that just sounds magical. And you would know even listening to that, that's Mary Poppins. That's the Mary Poppins. Exactly, yeah. And uh, I think it was the people who wrote Hairspray wrote the songs. They obviously knew Mary Poppins. They obviously respected it. And that's uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda there with The London Sky, which is a beautiful song and it's just part of what is a, a great soundtrack. But it's Mary Poppins Returns. It's Mary Poppins Returns, yes. It's on at uh, 10 past 3, BBC One Christmas Day. Okay. And all the family can watch it. It's a beautiful film. I mean, it should have been terrible. And, you know, to, to be credited, give them credit, it wasn't. It was terrific. Also in Christmas Day, another musical, of course, Singing in the Rain. I've, I've spoken about Singing in the Rain before because I've mentioned that it's not just, you know, one of the great kind of musicals of all time, but it's really, really funny. Now, the interesting thing about it is that when it was made, when it was released, actually, the critics hated it. But when they were making it, basically Stanley Dolan and uh, Gene Kelly were under huge pressure to produce something. And they were making the film as they were going along without knowing what they were doing. And so they were taking little bits from, uh, you know, pieces of, uh, you know, musicals that had come before. For example, Singing in the Rain had been used about five times previously. Uh, famously by Busby Berkeley back in the 30s, for example. So that was a song that was already used, which they borrowed. Yeah. They then realised during the film that they had nothing for Donald O'Connor. So they decided to kind of make up... Do you remember Make Him Laugh? Just yeah. one of the great sequences. Yeah. Well, they had no song for it. So what they decided to do is they decided to nick um, a piece <laughs> of music from The Pirate from back in 1948 with Gene Kelly. Uh, it was called Be a Clown. You have a piece of it here. Have a listen and see the sound from the Be a clown, be a clown All the world Oh, so make them laugh, yeah, make yeah, them laugh. Yeah. So they basically borrowed the tune. And actually, I believe one of the kind of movie studio executives was passing by when they were recording that. And he went, <laughs> that sounds very familiar. And they went, no, nope, no, you're grand. Move, move along yeah. here. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> it's a great movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, well, you should have by now. And well, that's a nice one for the new, for, for, for younger people. Sit them down and watch it. Some my of those old, old My daughter's 21 now. She knows it. She knows yeah. it by heart. You know, yeah. I mean. I, would you believe I watched Love Actually for the first time only last week? I'm not a fan. Yeah, I did you like it? I, I did, presume you did. I yeah, did. Okay. But it's funny how you can suddenly come and say, God, everyone talks about this and I've never seen it. Yeah, I, I watched it. Okay, you've got, uh, oh, brother, where art, where art thou? Uh, that's on St. Stephen's Day. Oh, these, these are just the early bits. I was going to kind of mix them all up, but if you want to, if you want to use that, um, of course, George Clooney, uh, the Coen brothers, uh, or Brother Wefford, though, on uh, Gigi Cahar at 10.35pm on St. Stephen's Day. And it uh, featured this cracker from the Soggy Bottom Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do I? Do I know that movie, Brother Warrata? 
Uh, it's actually based on Homer's Odyssey, would you believe? It's George Clooney. I mean, it's a terrific film if you haven't seen it. I haven't. It, so that's... I'm, it's I'm kind got... of based back in the 30s. It's uh, these guys who are just basically kind of uh, on the run from prison. And uh, they, uh, you know, they are the Soggy Bottom Boys and they produce this bit of song and uh, this piece of music here and they become big, huge stars. It's great. Okay. Where, where, and when is it on? Uh, that is on St. Stephen's Day um, on TG Cahar at 10.35pm. Okay. So We've used to that. It's Christmas Day. Lots of Christmas movies this time. Uh, Paddington 2 at uh, 10 past 4 Christmas Day RT1 Now I've seen I saw Paddington 1 I haven't seen Paddington oh, 2 you ha- Do you know it's yeah. better than the first Is one it? Isn't that extraordinary I mean like again people went to it thinking well they can't really be that good They are that good They're funny They're brilliant and um, you know Hugh They Grant. look I know about Paddington 1 when I went when I saw it They look beautiful Yes, I mean, and Paddington has done beautifully and, uh, you know, the new film has Hugh Grant just having the best time of his life as the bad guy and uh, he is terrific in the movie. So is everybody. Brendan Gleeson is terrific in the movie and, um, yeah, if, if you haven't, you have to see it yeah. because you will love it. And it's now, that's better. one for all the family. Indeed it is, yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, I mean, again, why not show that between 8 and 10 on Christmas Eve? Yeah, and it's on at what time? <laughs> it is on uh, Christmas Day at 10 past 4 on RT1. Oh God, I'll be in the middle of dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Again, tape it. Um, okay, so the, one of the things that there's very little kind of original programming out there because of COVID and because of, um, and, uh, because of uh, I suppose, costs, really. But you've you got Mrs. Brown's Boys, of course. There's two shows coming up. There's one on Christmas night at 9.35. Uh, look, I, can't, I could sit here and criticise Mrs. Brown's Boys. I'm not going to do it. Uh, well, look, I, th- I think with Mrs. Brown's Boys, you either love it or you hate it. There's an, it's, it's like Marmite. It's really like Marmite. <laughs> you either love it or you hate it and you love people. People saying, oh, highlight of the Christmas. And you have others saying, I'd rather stick needles in my eyes than watch it. Yeah, I'm not a great fan, but I know that I'm going to laugh at least once when I watch it. And do you know something, Patricia? It's better to laugh once than never before. Is that true? Do you know who said that? No. Me. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> so no one ever. <laughs> on St. Stephen's Day, uh, we've got Some Like It Hot, another classic movie, one of the best movies of all time. Um, the interesting thing about it is that uh, it was meant to be in colour because it's in black and white, and so people think it's kind of dated when they watch it now. But in fact, Billy Wilder, the, um, uh, the director, when he saw the kind of test shots of the two boys dressed as women, with all the makeup on, he thought they looked like drag artists. Oh. So he decided, no, we won't have it in colour. We'll make it in black and white, which is a shame. So people think it's dated. It's actually one of the most modern old movies ever made. It was a difficult shoot because Marilyn Monroe was having difficulties at that time, mm. so it was turning up quite late. I think uh, Tony Curtis said kissing. Just one of her last, wasn't it? Yeah, I think no. Well, there no. was a couple of more after was that. Um, you know, t- Tony Curtis said it was like kissing Hitler when he <laughs> when he had to kiss her, which is a terrible thing. Oh. He has he changed his mind after that. And he said, "Look, she was terrific and wonderful. She is Jack Lemmon, Tony Curtis, absolutely wonderful." And uh, so, some like a hot Saint Stephen's Day beauty too at uh, two twenty. Um, also, on Saint, a lot of stuff on Saint Stephen's. As I said, there was very little kind of original programming. One that is, is a new David Tennant show. It's Around the World in 80 Days, which okay. is a TD, TV ad- adaptation. Uh, we've seen movies before. Yeah. David Niven, uh, Steve Coogan. Read uh, the book. A couple of years ago. Yes, exactly. So uh, Phineas Fogg here by David Tennant, who's always worth uh, a watch. I think there are eight episodes. Uh, they've already, it's already been renewed for a second season. The BBC are that confident uh, over it. Uh, I think it'd be well worth a watch. That's on St. Stephen's Day, BBC One at uh, 6.40pm. St. Stephen's Day, RT1 at 9.30. 
9.30 p.m. Uh, Rocket Man from uh, Taron Egerton. Have you seen it? It's about Elton John. That is superb and one that I will watch again. Uh, superb. Yes. Uh, you can also see the Freddie Mercury movie as well um, around the same time. Two great movies. Two great, yeah, well, and two if you haven't artists. seen it, well worth a watch. Um, one thing I suppose which would be good for a smile, uh, Monday the 27th, uh, RT1, 8 p.m. Ireland's Fittest Family. It's the celebrity edition. Oh, I love, I, well, I loved the actual series of Ireland's Fittest Family. I didn't know there was a celebrity. Do we know who's in it? Uh, Neil Delamere oh. is uh, one of the, so at least he's always worth uh, a good uh, laugh. Yeah. And of course, it'll be fun watching people, you know, hurt themselves uh, and uh, and sweat. Um, but on Tuesday, the t- December 28th, RT1, um, Daniel O'Donnell at 60. He's 60 years yeah, of age. Yeah, we saw him on the late, late celebrated 60th, yeah. And, and so there's a documentary about him and his life. And, uh, you know, Daniel is one of the most articulate men out there and very entertaining. And so, and if you're a fan and uh, you like the it's music, then that is for you. Tuesday, the 28th, RT1, 1025, Michael Collins, of course, uh, the movie with... Uh, That's another great movie. Uh, Julia Roberts as Kitty Kiernan. Yeah, yeah. Her accent isn't great, but it's a good movie. One of the strangest pieces of casting we've seen in yeah. a very, very long yeah, time. Yeah, it so was bizarre. It didn't really quite work, but anyway. Uh, Wednesday, the 29th, RTE1. Uh, there's a very interesting documentary at 9.25, which looks back at uh, the success of Rachel Blackmore, uh, the jockey from uh, Tipperary. She became the first female jockey to win the English Grand National. And I think that will... She got all the Sports Star of the Year awards as well this year, which was fantastic. And so, yes, yeah, yeah. so that'll be fantastic. On New Year's Eve, there are a couple of good movies on RTE too. Stan and Ollie about Laurel and Hardy. Looking forward to that one. Which I reviewed before. Steve Coogan and John C. Reilly. Of course, they come to Cove. Haven't seen that. They come to Cove in the film. Yeah. Uh, And they loved, of course, in reality, when they did come to Cove, they loved, of course, the bells played out. uh, Yeah. You know, the theme theme tune. It's a lovely, lovely film. Later on, uh, LA Confidential with uh, Kevin Spacey. That's on later on that evening on New Year's Eve. Uh, It kind of looks at the kind of seedier side of Hollywood back in the 50s. It's a terrific film, film, Danny DeVito and many, many others as well and we might as well give a mention New Year's Day Skymax are you looking forward to it Harry Potter the 20th anniversary return to Hogwarts it's been 20 years since the first film it's incredible to think it's 20 years isn't it and 10 years and since and there's the last a whole one. generation of kids have grow, grown up there and all adults with their own children now listen exactly. Mark thank you for that lots of suggestions lots to see uh, on TV over Christmas and thank you indeed for all your movie contributions throughout the year we'll talk to you in the new year that's Mark Malone our movie reviewer uh, taking a look at what's on the TV there's a final request in, uh, to play a request for Anne and Finbar Coleman in Bishopstown to wish you a happy Christmas from and also to Mary and Ellen Cahill of Carrick Navarre it comes in from the country cousins hope you have a great uh, Christmas okay and thank you to everybody lots of texts in wishing us all well here at C103 we really appreciate uh, them can we just wish you many many happy uh, returns and that's where I wrap it up for today we do have some review programmes going out next week at 10 o'clock every morning looking back at some of the uh, show highlights throughout the year so do join us uh, for that every morning next week but happy Christmas to each and every one of you and here's to a peaceful new new year Um, my wish for one and all is to stay safe stay happy and stay connected keep in contact with each other we'll talk in the new year until then uh, this is Patricia Messenger very good afternoon Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.